Hey everyone, and welcome to Screams After Midnight. I am Peter, that is Tim. Stroking a cat off to the side? Yeah, I'm doing that thing where I'm like rubbing underneath their chin because they have their uh, chin pointed yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, she's in ecstasy, she loves it. <laughs> she like has her eyes closed and smiling. Oh yeah, oh yeah, no. Uh, one, of, <laughs> one of my cats enjoys that very much. Uh, yeah. Some of the others, not so much. But yeah, they'll, they'll have their own taste, they'll have their own likes, dislikes. This is a horror movie show, we talk about horror movies on this. Um, and in this episode, we are going to be talking about Graduation Day, which was the winner of uh, the Patreon vote for the month. And uh, the theme was all like sort of end of school year kind of stuff, so this is the one that uh, won out. This is a slasher movie from 1981, directed by Herb Freed. So we are classic director. Classic director, yeah, I've heard of him. All right, it does. It does star Christopher George, who is notable because he was also in Pieces and a few other movies before this. Oh, man. I never recognised him. Uh, first names. It, it, indeed, he does. Yes, uh, but I, I recognised him and thought uh, he's been something else we've reviewed. I looked it up. He was, oh, he's in Pieces. Okay, all right. Cool. We did Pieces. Yeah. Okay. Jesus. T- <laughs> well, no, I've seen it a bunch of times. I just forget if I've watched it for the show or if I just, yeah. Yes, we, we talked about pieces. Talking. You can you can go find the pieces review. Go search uh-huh. "Screams After Midnight" pieces, and you'll you'll find it. Anyway, uh, it's a good one. That's a good one. It's a fun movie. <laughs> so, as a slasher movie, we'll start spoiler free, as we always do, and we'll give you a warning before we go into spoilers. And, and if someone doesn't know, what exactly is a spoiler? It's when you reveal a detail about the story that will ruin the enjoyment because it spoils the surprise. Oh, very good. Good job. You pass. You you graduate. Thank you. Oh, you the the professor again? Are we bringing this joke back? Where you think you're the professor of horror movies? That's right. Uh huh. Sure. 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 Uh, I'll bring out the diploma. Don't make me. <laughs> so. Um, so this is a slasher movie, and we start. Yeah, you said that. I, I know, I know. I'm just I'm reiterating it. <laughs> this movie starts with like the most upbeat non-horror movie music of all time. It's like so cheery oh, yeah. and like happy. And it's like what's going on? And it's the opening title sequence, but it's all very relevant because it's taking place over like the the schools, like sports, like you know competition. You know, you got all the athletes doing yeah. the, the the track and field and all the rest of it. And it's all builded up, and everyone's you know you got pole vaulting, you got your get your long jump, and you got all the various things. And it ends with the, the 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 whatever race it is at the end, and it it finally turns dark at the end. And this is the setup for the movie: is that the girl who's running uh, <coughs> kills over after the finish line and dies. It turns we find out later on she had a blood clot, and that's why she died. Uh, so you know we cut to six months later, whatever it is. And her big sister, who's in the Navy, is coming back home for graduation day. Um, and there's a big giant sign in the street saying graduation day. Which, I mean, I, maybe small towns do this, but I've never seen like the entire town celebrate the fact that the high school's having its graduation. No. No. Like, um, when I graduated, like, the, you know, like, the school itself would have, like, a little... Um, not not like a billboard but like you know like a little sign thing they'd write messages on so oh, sure, they would yeah. say like you know congrats to class but that, of four or whatever yeah but this is like a main street <laughs> oh yeah yeah the no, town. They, yeah, just... they wouldn't do anything like that yeah that is okay fair enough whatever anyway so she, she's back home and she's and here's the funny thing about this movie is that it sets her up like she's the main character and i guess she kind of is 
But the movie like spends so much time away from her. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you, you almost forget she exists by the time she comes back for that one scene in the middle and then you know the last like 15 20 minutes when it when everything goes down but uh so you know i guess that's my first criticism well, it's got a kind of a weird focus attention span in well, that in that sense I, I think the movie is trying really really hard to make you guess who the killer is mm-hmm. i feel like you spend time with so many different people because it's like really wants you to be like Ooh, is it this person or ooh, is it this person to the point where it's like kind of ridiculous there's really only two real suspects there's two that they really drive home it's one of these two and obviously we'll talk in spoilers who the killer is and you know so on but hey uh do you want to talk about like she's hitchhiking into town from the airport Oh yeah, uh, Navy <laughs> sister. We're going to call her. Her name's Anne. We'll call her Anne. Everyone else can just yeah. be described, but she's Anne. Uh, and the movie starts from the, the the truck driver's POV, where he's just looking at her legs, and he's all like, and he's making these stories, and he, he's like, "Hey, did you hear about those two Navy girls? You know, from this town?" Uh, and I'm like, "Okay." So, he, and I thought when he started talking that, "Oh, he's going to tell tell her about this murder. You know, he's going to bring up like a, a crime or something that's going to lead into what the plot of the movie is." Instead, he turns around and says, "Yeah, I think they were a pair of lesbos." <laughs> and I'm like, when, that, that was in the paper yeah what <laughs> it's a it, in case you you weren't sure this is a trauma movie <laughs> yes yes um <laughs> so, this scene you know just just in case like you know, oh people might not realize this is a trauma movie we better it was kind of upbeat in the beginning you mm-hmm, know uh, mm-hmm. so let's just throw in like a creepy truck driver and, and then like, you know, he puts his hand on her, on her on her thigh and she's like you know take your hand off of me um, and of course, a classy gentleman such as himself responds with, "What? You're not one of those lesbos, are you?" <laughs> classy. Yep. <laughs> uh, so here's the thing. So the movie kind of sets up that she can take care of herself because going back to the, the rampant sexism, her her stepfather when she gets home is like just in front of his wife, just like, "Oh, what are you doing here? Nothing good ever comes from you being around." And then he follows her up yep. to the. Which, by the way, there was a really weird moment early on where. She's like, oh, I'll just go up to my room. And the mum's like, oh, sorry, no, your room's been converted uh, into like a, a dark room. Yeah, use your sister's room. And she's like, okay, uh, do you want me to show you where it is? And she's like, no, I know where it is. And I'm like, of course she knows where it is. She used to have a room here. She lived here when she was up until she was like 18. What? Yeah. <laughs> she knows where her room is, you dumb old broad. Yeah, there's a lot of, like, I feel like a lot of weird little stuff like this is just like, Oh, like why? Why are these people talking like this? Like this doesn't make any sense. Yeah, the stepfather is a big problem because I, I feel like when you, they set up that he's this asshole and that he even tries to fight her, he follows her up to the room and <laughs> threatens to beat the shit out of her. He's like, "Oh, you should use a beating," and then she's like, "Hey." I've learned a lot of stuff in the military, you better back off. And it's implied that she can take care of herself, and he backs off. And I'm like, okay, fine, that's that scene. But I thought the point of this is that he's going to be the asshole who we, we, we enjoy seeing being killed later. And yeah. he's like, he's not even in the movie again, except one minor scene. At the end, which is like, kind of bananas. <laughs> yeah, like, he's just gone from the movie. Like I thought they were setting up how awful he was so that we'd cheer when he's yeah. dead. He's like, oh, they're going to kill him. And he's just not there. He's gone. Is no. What was the point of this? <laughs> like, I mean, sure, you could say the point was to show that she can take care of herself, but they already kind of did that with the truck driver because she kind of like fights him off and like you know yeah. get gets out of the truck. Um, this scene just t- I, she tells us that she can take care of herself, but it doesn't actually show us her taking care of herself. Yeah, I feel bad for her because it seems like she is 
like a normal person just stuck in one of these like over the top towns where like every guy is just like immediately like threatened by her and like is trying to like assert their dominance and mm-hmm. like I, you kind of feel like the eye rolliness in her character where she's just like all right every time a guy talks to her it's like all right here we go again and <laughs> like, here's the thing of course people start getting killed right we get we get obviously we'll talk about the kill oh, yeah. sequences later but I thought at this point in the it, it's worth mentioning I saw this before like two or three years ago and I remembered nothing about it. <laughs> oh yeah, which I actually saw I, this. <laughs> I, I've not even asked a question, Tim. Did you like the movie? <laughs> uh, well, I was just gonna say I saw this a couple of days ago and I barely remember anything about it. Uh, yeah, uh, I would say I wasn't crazy about it. Um, I, I, like, uh, I wouldn't say that there's not fun stuff. Like there was. Like obviously it's pretty cheesy, uh, so there were parts that were you mm. know kind of funny in a you know bad kind of way, um, but yeah, I mean overall it's just kind of forgettable. Um, it's there's some funny stuff, but it's not like so like you know, like we mentioned earlier pieces like holy shit that movie is so over the top like oh yeah that movie it. is insanely funny yeah uh, <laughs> for all the things it's doing intentionally and not. Uh, my, yeah, my biggest problem is, like I said earlier, it's so scattershot. It feels like after we introduce this character of Anne, we actually jump around so many other characters. And obviously, the coach is kind of a, an important character. That's Christopher George's character. Mm-hmm. But we we bounce around so many of these teenagers who kind of have like one or two scenes each, where you, we don't really feel like we get to know any of them. And it's just sort yeah. of like, oh, here's a here's a murder scene. Here's a scene where someone might be getting murdered, but they don't. So here's a murder scene later. They, they're all kind of like separate. I thought at the start, at this point, even on my second viewing, because I'd forgotten everything, I was like, oh, it's okay, the movie is going to follow Anne, and once the murder starts, she's going to start looking into it, maybe, and she's going to be like, try to protect the kids or something like that, you know, as, as graduation is ramping up, because graduation is tomorrow, and you know, everyone's setting up for it, and instead, yeah, she kind of disappears, like, she, she goes to the school, and like, the, 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 the principal's like, oh, she'll be making a speech tomorrow because her sister died, and blah, 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 um, and then, like, she disappears for, like, 30 minutes she has one scene with the coach and then she disappears for another 30 minutes and then the final like 20 minute kind of showdown kind of kicks off yeah. and that's when she's important again but she's gone for so long and we're just kind of jumping around all these characters it feels so scattershot that there's no like not that most slasher movies of this time because i like a lot of bad slasher movies right but i feel like what this one's missing and why i think it's ultimately kind of mundane and mediocre is that it doesn't feel like there's any kind of like dry like it's not like i get to know characters who then die i just like meet characters and they die like almost immediately yeah no i'd agree with that i I couldn't have named you a single character after i watched this uh by name yeah by name yeah 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 that's tough that's Uh, traditionally how you how you name a character (laughs) well i I mean i just meant like you know you could say stuff like yeah you could say like uh the music teacher or like oh sure yeah the boyfriend, you know, or whatever, like, uh, but yeah, um, as far as names go, I wouldn't be able to do that. Yeah, it also does this really bizarre thing where it sets up a lot of characters who you assume are there to add to the body count, and then they don't die. <laughs> yep. Yeah. There's a lot of those characters in this movie where like, okay, they're here for the body count, and then nothing ever happens to them. And I'd also say, like, why is it called graduation day? Like, I know, obviously, they're graduating, but like, uh, everything is so track and field focused. Like the killer, it's not like the graduation day killer. It's like yeah, he's yeah. more of like the track and field killer. Yeah, it'd almost be like let's say he'd killed people at graduation the year before. So this year they're all worried that he's coming back. There you go. That's your yeah. graduation day slasher movie. Yeah. 
Perfect. Uh, yeah, I'm but, already sold. But this didn't really have anything to do with that. It just happened to be yeah. around graduation. Yeah. There's also uh, a big thing with the killer. Once we find out who it is, uh, there's a really big inconsistency in the motive and the logic with him that really <laughs> bugs me. That really, oh. really bugs me. So oh, more I think on I that. Know what you're gonna say. More yeah. on that in the spoilers, as yeah. I'll say. Uh, some of the kills are not bad, though. There's a couple of fun kills. Yeah, I, like, uh, um, I think kind of like you said, they're few and far in between. Uh, but mm. I think when they do happen, um, again, cheesy, but you know, in a fun way that I enjoyed. Yeah, there's, there's two, two or three really fun cheesy kills. We'll talk about what they are specifically in spoilers, but uh, I, I would say that that at least has that going for it. Um, yeah. And you have some of the cheesy bad acting and and so on um, unfortunately I actually think it's over long because it's 96 minutes which for a movie of this type actually I, I, I did feel like I got to about the 70-75 minute mark and I thought oh this feels like it's wrapping up and then I checked the, the, the run time yeah. and there was like 25 minutes left and I went wait a minute how's there 25 minutes yeah. left of this what are we going to be doing for 25 minutes <laughs> and it felt like it did drag out a little bit now admittedly the last like 20 five minutes are probably the best 25 minutes it's just that yeah. everything to get to that point just feels like it's it's stalling and spinning its wheels so yeah the pacing is the, the big problem i think more than anything else pacing and lack yeah. of focus yeah i mean it's not often that i would say a movie should be less than 90 minutes but this probably could have been an 85 minute movie or so yeah yeah it should have been short <laughs> absolutely uh I guess we'll give the spoiler warning. I mean, if, if anyone cares about spoilers for Graduation Day, the, yeah, the, the trauma slasher movie from 1981. Yeah. And uh, if you don't know what a spoiler is, just go back to the beginning of this episode. Pete lays it out nice and clear. So shouldn't be any confusion from this point going forward. What is this spoiler joke <laughs> you've got going? What? No, people might be watching and they might not know what it means. So just, I think it's a good heads up. I don't know. What? I don't know why why you're so confused about it. I mean, I, I guess maybe if you like to confuse our listeners, that's fine. But I, I don't know. I, I just like to, you know, make sure everything is nice and clear, laid out on the table, so there's absolutely no, you know, uh, befuddlement going forward. But hey, <laughs> that's just me. I care about uh, the listeners, so <laughs> give me strength. <laughs> give me strength. It's all going to be worth it. So I'm going to be worth it. Okay. <laughs> so. <laughs> Alright, my favourite kill was probably when the, the blade was attached to the football and then the football was thrown at the football player. Okay, alright. Yeah, that's, that's a good one. Oh, actually... Um... I mean, I think if they'd shown more of the pole vaulter who landed, like, the, the, the killer on the put spikes. spikes on the mat, if they'd shown more of that one, because we see the aftermath of it, but we don't get to see the actual, you know, impalement. Yeah. I, I mean, So, I, I may yeah, have enjoyed I, that more, I had seen more of it, but... Okay, yeah, I think that's fair, because, yeah, I really liked the, the pole vaulting uh, spikes, but, yeah, yeah, like you said, it's, uh, you don't really see, like, the actual act. Uh, yeah. It's kind of a... Um, uh, also, there's... Um, I, I kind of uh, I'd refer to it as like a very casual beheading. <laughs> yeah, I know it, what you mean. <laughs> like a, a guy loses his head, but it's in the most like I don't know, like I guess kind of like the softest, most non-dramatic way I've probably ever seen a head fall off in a movie. 
I can't think of any other examples, so yeah, I'll, 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 I'll sure we'll go with it. Um, yeah, so that that was okay, and then you know there was a couple of just generic stabbings. I I mean the the fencing sword through the neck wasn't too bad either, which okay. I was I got confused actually because in that scene he was actually wearing like the killer was wearing a fencing outfit, right? Yeah, and I thought okay, he's just doing that because he's got the fencing sword, but there was another kill scene later on where he was also wearing the fencing outfit, and I'm like, wait, is that his costume? Is that what he's been wearing when he's been killing people? Uh, did the fen- I don't remember. Did the fencing outfit have the black gloves? I think so, yeah. Oh, wait, it, it was black gloves, right? Not, yeah, that, that was, that was like, the real key signatures that the killer always had yeah. black gloves. So that was how they teased who the killer might be, is that everyone yeah. had a pair of black gloves. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it was like like and, oh, and he always has like a stopwatch too. But it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, th- they really tried to make you guess because like it, it seemed like after every kill, then you would also see another character. It's just like oh, I should probably check my stopwatch and put yeah. away my black gloves. And it's like oh, uh, all right, I guess it could be this guy or this guy. Yeah, because the, the two obvious suspects were the big sister and because she maybe wanted vengeance because the the coach drove her too hard and she's killing off all the track team members because you know vengeance. Yeah, and then the other <laughs> one's the coach himself who might just be kind of sick because there's a scene where we see early on that he's, he's really tested with the kids when they're like late for the photograph and stuff but there's a scene later on where there's a photographer to like you know take photos of one of the one of his star pupils uh, the girl uh, who does gymnastics and he gets really like no get up there now put your pressy little butt up in that pole and uh, you know get to work you know he's, he's very very stern and the photographer is like a nice guy he's like yeah, no, it doesn't matter it's fine I can get a couple of shots just a couple of quick things but yeah. she doesn't have to do the full routine or anything he's like no nah, bullshit get up there now you little <laughs> bitch like that's basically his attitude and um she goes up she has this weird like thing where she falls off and we get like little like almost like flashbacks to the first kill of the movie as if she's like remembering <laughs> them even though she wasn't there and didn't know about it it's like yeah. a psychic link i don't know what's going on but she goes back up and she does her full routine and during the film routine, like you see the coach just kind of like staring and like smiling. And at one point, the <laughs> photographer even looks over at him and is like, "You're a creepy bastard," and takes some photos. Uh, and that's you know that's the end of it. Um, that's, I mean, I, I I don't know if there are any good adults in this town. Uh, like, the, yeah, the stepfather obviously sucks. Uh, the coach is an asshole. The music teacher's a creep. Oh yeah, the music teacher <laughs> who's having affairs with multiple students to give them good grades. Yeah. Uh, and to the point where he's flat out just like, hey, you can come by my music club or I'll tell everyone you're my student, yeah, and he's yeah. like flirting with them, and that was the thing, they set him up as if, oh, the killer knows about him because at one point he, he gets lured down into the basement of the school, and someone's recorded him having sex with uh, with a student, which, by the way some of the worst dirty talk I have ever heard in my life, I call this my little <laughs> snake, first of all, no guy actively calls his thing little Like there's, just, there's, there's a, there's a a conscious thing no guy wants to call his yeah. thing little no matter how big or small it may be right and then on top of that is like oh it's my little snake it's like oh is it poisonous oh it might be oh. I'm like what what shut up yeah it's uh it, it, it's hard to imagine like how they can already make this any grosser just the fact that it's like old you know schlubby kind of music teacher guy and guess what hitting <laughs> he survives yeah. Oh, yeah. Because, again, uh, like you pointed out earlier, like, okay, we're setting up this piece of shit uh, so that we can cheer when they die. Early, yeah, same, same with the stepdad, on, same with the, the, the music teacher. And, <laughs> nope. he, uh, yeah, because like, it never goes anywhere. The final time you see him is when he's flirting with a new girl, like, after the, he's already had sex with the other one. Like, that's the last yeah. time you see him. There's no resolution to it whatsoever. 
I feel like this is kind of like a a, a thing that you used to see in slashers, like the uh, older like teacher or camp counselor or something hitting yeah. on like, a young student. Like you see it in a sleepaway camp, and uh, at least I think uh, at least in most of them, though, there'd be an ending to it. Like I mean, obviously, as problematic true, yeah. as the actual plot might be, at least in from yeah. a from a script writing structure point of view, there'd be a conclusion to that plot in some way. This is just there, and then. Like, it's an excuse for one girl to get her, her top off in a scene. So we see some boobs, and then... Wait, did you say she's in boobs? So you see her boobs? Uh, I thought you said she's in boobs, like, no. it's just... No, 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 no. Okay. Confusing that with whatever you watched last night, Tim. Um, she, she... So we get some boobs there, and then, like, we see him get threatened with a tape, and that's where I thought, oh, he's going to start tormenting the music teacher because of what he's doing, and this is all about vengeance. And that's why it was maybe adding to, the, oh, maybe it's Anne, because she knows about this, so she's like, you know, vengeance. Uh, but Navy vengeance. Navy vengeance. <laughs> uh, but no, nothing ever happens to him. It never gets brought up again. No, <laughs> probably still teaching. Yeah, even when the detective shows up, even because when a bunch of the kids get killed and they don't show up next day for graduation, a detective comes in to uh, investigate, and his attitude is basically actually the first thing he says to the principal is, "I really hate schools." Is <laughs> <laughs> like, and th- then the cop who we've already met, who's also an asshole, uh, and we've seen him in multiple scenes, who just hates everyone. Uh, they both hate kids. They both hate everyone. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> The, the the one the detective is a bit more competent than the the, the the uniform cop, but you know not 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 by much, admittedly. So yeah. and the the principal is annoyed because parents keep calling them asking where his their missing kids are, oh, yeah. and he's like, "What is it with these brats? are doing this to me. I'm having to take all these stupid phone calls. Tell them I'm not here, Blondie." Uh, his secretary, who he actively kind of abuses also has a sexual relationship with, even though, I don't know why that was ever brought up, like, they, they, he kisses her at one point early in the movie, I'm like, okay, they're setting up a plot here with him and his secretary, and then all it ever comes to is she's annoyed that she has to keep lying for him over the phone, and it never goes anywhere. Neither of them die. <laughs> yeah, actually, uh, actually recorded uh, that scene on my phone and then sent it to uh, a friend of mine who, who's a uh, teacher, because all they ever do is complain about parents. Uh, so I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, I like. It's actually now that we're talking about it, it's actually shocking how many like adult characters they set up. That they set up with little <laughs> plot beats, like oh, this sheriff's like this, and then this this teacher's like that, and his secretary's yeah. having an affair with them, but she's like also upset with how he treats her, and like all these things, and none of them have any resolution. None of them have a conclusion. Uh-huh. Yeah, and and if you're gonna set up like anyone that is. You know, because obviously the killer is, you know, after, uh, it seems like they're seeking some type of vengeance against, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the girl that died at the beginning. And yeah, if anyone is more responsible for that stuff, probably going to be the adults more than the the kids, the other track members and stuff. Yeah. So that the coach that pushes her, the and- stepdad that didn't love her, uh, you know, the principal that wanted a, a victory for the school. It's not like, you know, those are the kind of people yeah. that... Would and, need vengeance. You know, when, when I'm saying I want conclusions to these storylines, when I'm talking about conclusions in a slasher movie, when I'm thinking of other slasher movies with like subplots like this that have endings, what I really mean is, is they get killed. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I'm saying, yeah. really, is they get killed. <laughs> Nothing complex. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, yeah, I don't think that's too much to ask for. Also, 
there's a scene when Anne comes back for that one scene in the middle she actually she's in the school and she runs into the coach and they have a bit of a confrontation and this is where you're like oh one of them might be the killer but she for some reason I assume he also teaches uh, shop because his desk is in the middle of like the the, the workshop oh yeah for tech for the tech class uh, which is bizarre I don't know why his desk was in there that was weird but when Anne walks in here at night, two of the, the machines just start working on their own. They, they turn on. And then he comes in and he's like, are you crazy, you stupid girl? These, these are precise machines. You can't have them on. They're dangerous. And she's like, I never I never touched them. And I'm like, well, who, why did they turn on then? This is not a ghost movie. Like, why, why did these machines turn on? Like... Yeah, that's a very good question. Explain no, it to me, Timmy. Explain it. Uh... The the uh, table saws have gained sentience uh, after I don't know feeling bad for all the people that are dying. Ah oh, dear, we haven't even got to the <laughs> the ending who the killer is and why he's doing it. So no. and his motivation changes. So so obviously the two big suspects are either the coach or Anne. And the twist is that eventually, when someone finds a body, right? Some of the girls find a body in a locker. Uh, no one knows anyone's been killed yet. Right, kids are going missing, but no one knows that they've been killed, and they find a dead body finally. The coach comes in and like sees the body as well, and they assume it was him that did it, and start streaming that he's, he's killed this girl. <laughs> and then the one like kid that we've kind of known a little bit more, Kevin, comes in and kind of tackles him, and he's the kid who's been like he was like friends with the girl who died, and he, he sent Anne a couple of letters explaining what was going on and and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we, she met him at his house at one point earlier in the film. He turns out to be the killer. He he, he chases after uh, after the coach as if he's the killer, but then he reveals that he's the one who's killed them all because he was in love with the girl who died and oh, you, you took her away from me. And they have this showdown and then the cop shows up, the detective shows up, still thinking the coach is the killer and shoots him. Right? So the coach dies and it's like, okay, right, so now we're in a position where we know the killer's this kid and we don't know what else is going on. After this... Right? We never see a detective again. And that never gets brought back up. Right? Mm-hmm. So, Anne decides to go by his house to see see how he is. She, she wants to see if he's okay. Because from her perspective, he's been attacked and he survived. But we know that he's really the killer. He goes by mm-hmm. the house. She goes by the house. And she, she comes in and it's kind of empty and creepy. She comes up to the, the, the bedroom and obviously notices that there's like tons of swords and axes like on the walls. Like He's, he's got a <laughs> weird obsession with blades. And the corpse of her sister is there, and then he then he comes into the room and starts talking about her as if she's alive. Oh, we're going to get married yeah. right after graduation, like we planned. We're going to do this, uh, isn't it? Isn't it wonderful? And I'm like, wait a minute. His entire motivation is that he was getting revenge because they killed her, and right. he 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 hated the fact that she, that, that she died. And now you're telling me in the very next scene he's got this weird delusion where he thinks she's alive. <laughs> Yeah. Look, uh, these that... two motivations don't jive with each other. Yeah, no, that's like a, a pretty big, like, disparity. No, don't get me wrong. You, you could tell me that he's, he's so crazy that he goes back and forth. But the problem is, his delusion has not been set up at all. It's just all of a oh, sudden, yeah. in this scene, he believes this corpse is alive and he's going to marry her. Yeah. Yeah, but no, there's, there's like no, like, it, it comes out of nowhere. Uh,. And yeah, it's not like we, we haven't really spent enough time with him to get any kind of clear sense of the kind of person he is, um, what type of possible psychoses he's 
you know, uh, under... Because that's the thing, like, before this scene, like, I mean, I don't want to say he's not crazy because he's going about killing people, but it seems <laughs> like a very clear-cut revenge, kind of like, I'm angry, I'm going to yeah. kill, and vengeance. Whereas yeah. this is, no, no, he's actually psychotic. He's, like, you know, raving mad. And that yeah. wasn't there before. <laughs> All of a sudden, he's, I mean, oh, just weird. She actually, Anne gets away by uh, pushing her dead sister into him and he goes out the window with the corpse and then she she runs off. It's a whole it's a whole thing. Uh, and then and it, it mirrors the opening scenes because she ends up running away from him on the same track that her sister died on at the start of the movie and it's a whole thing. And I thought this whole... Because like, obviously this is our final girl, right? Which again, we've spent not that much time with her, bizarrely. But here's the thing. So they set up that she can take care of herself and I thought... Well, you're still having her run away like she's the final girl who's scared of the killer. But what's interesting is that when he does catch up with her, and again, this is all broad daylight, so there's, there's zero atmosphere for any of this. But when he catches up with her, she actually does, like, block the knife. Like, he goes in to stab her, and he, she blocks it and kicks him and gets him on the ground. Like, she does take yeah. care of herself. She, she kind of, <laughs> like, and I'll be oh, that's cool, this is interesting. And then she immediately starts running again. She doesn't pick up the knife. Yeah, <laughs> you see him pick up the knife like a second later. She runs off again like she's scared, and I'm like, "You just yeah. showed that you can fight him, fight him, damn it!" <laughs> I mean, yeah. First of all, yeah, you have that scene where you know she's showing off some moves, but then also throughout like the whole movie, all we've been hearing about is how badass she is, how she went Which, to the navy and she learned all these techniques and stuff, and and we love your next because the concept of your next oh, yeah. is that the final girl's a badass and can actually kick the shit out of the villains yeah. like do, do that but if it's this weird mix where it wants to do both where it's like no no she's still running scared and screaming because she's a girl yeah. and she's the final girl and the killer's after her but then he catches up to her and she's like you know disarming him with like you know fancy you know fighting moves and I'm like and it was that fancy it's pretty basically knife defense but yeah. still like it's more than like you never see a character in a slasher movie just try and like you know block the knife like you never see that yeah. but she does that um and then she ends up like sort of stumbling into like he's uh like where he's hid all the bodies they're all under the 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 bleachers uh at the at the the track and uh she actually ends up killing him by pushing him onto the guy who landed on the spikes from the pole vault he pushes, he's like sort of up against a door and she pushes the killer into him and he gets stabbed in the back and kills over and that's how the the movie which yeah. not a horrible way to kill someone but I mean for your main villain it, you know it's a little lackluster uh, he's got no presence whatsoever he he is like yeah. the lamest slasher villain I think that I've seen yeah. well maybe that's I'd have to go back and think about the rest of the slasher movies I've seen but yeah. he's on the low end of the list he's, like i mean i kind of like the gimmick of you're killing people based on like these track and field events like that's cool but yeah you don't really see more of it like you know they are usually pretty quick but um yeah if you'd see more if the gore was better and then i don't know maybe if he had more of a gimmick like uh, just the the fencing suit didn't really do much for me joe joe um, bugs me is i i i can see the better movie in here i can see them using oh, like, sure. like you know use a javelin at one point to kill someone you you know yeah you, you know th there's a various things or something yeah, yeah the shot put to the head you know why not like i can see the ways to do this and i can see it focusing more on making it more about her kind of like noticing something's wrong and trying to help and actually being yeah. a badass and being able to take on the killer but he feels like such a lame. Just like he, he does, just feel like a teenager with a knife. He doesn't feel like he's got any presence. He doesn't. He doesn't. Doesn't feel like. Uh, 
you know, a Michael or a Jason or anything like that. Yeah. Or, oh, or, oh, definitely not. Or even something like the guy from The Mutilator or the guy from Pick Your sure. Slasher movie of choice. Prowler even, or whatever. Even though, yeah, the Prowler, which is, you know, obviously has nothing compared to Jason or Michael, but you still get way more presence than this. Yeah. So, um, you know. Just a, one, one quick little scene that I did like. Uh, yeah, after she pushes, you know, him and the corpse out the window, mm-hmm. uh, I like that, you know, she runs downstairs and then before she can go out the door, he, like, you know, like, uh, kicks it open and walks in, like, holding the corpse, like, you know, uh, like a newly married couple, mm-hmm. you know, walking, like, over the threshold. So I thought that, like, uh, was kind of a cool scene. But, yeah, it's, uh, again, not, like, uh, not enough to be, like, all right, this made the movie for me or anything. Yeah, and, of course, there is one more scene before she leaves. There's a, oh, right, a big right. fake-out scene where she's asleep in her, <laughs> so stupid. in her sister's bedroom and she, she's, she's woken up in the night because the killer, somehow still alive, is coming through the door with a knife, all in silhouette, he's coming to kill her yeah. and then the light turns on and it's actually her drunk stepdad holding a bottle of booze who's just sort of yeah. stumbling around in the middle of the night and she's like terrified. And I'm yeah. not sure what the point, because it's like sometimes you'll have this at the end of a slasher movie or even just any type of horror movie where the main character is affected by what they went through. But honestly, everything I know about her and how she handled all this, I don't. It doesn't make sense to me that she's like a nervous wreck after this. Oh no, definitely not. Yeah, she shouldn't be. It doesn't and make sense it, to it, me. And and it's also just like so weird because it's so slow. Like, if you're gonna do something like this, it has to be quick. Like, you know, y- you have to see the person, and then like you know, uh, a second later, you know, the light turns on, and it's like, oh, it's this guy. It feels like he stands there forever. Mm. And you're just like, what is going on? And then, yeah, once they do turn on the, t- the light, it's like, all right, you know, even if you are an alcoholic, no one like holds a bottle the same way a killer holds a knife. Like no one just holds yeah, it over the, the head. head. Like, yeah. like why? What are you doing? Uh, it was uh, like it was super stupid, but I did kind of laugh at the ridiculousness of it, if that means anything. Yeah, I mean, there's some small moments here or there that do work but and there's some stuff that's funny bad but uh the movie's far too scattershot and so, so, yeah like the stuff i was complaining about but his motivation shifting that could be fine if it was just silly enough that it was kind of funny and there's almost a couple of moments sure. where it does become that but for the most part at that point i was just like okay hurry up and finish i'm ready to be done with this now um yep also minor thing at the end like she drives off in a cab to go to the airport and the movie yeah. freeze frames as she's driving off, and mm-hmm. it it sort of like tints red before it like starts rolling the credits, and then the credits are in red. It's like red <laughs> on red. They are so awkward to read. Like, no, no, no. You do the opposite color. <laughs> I didn't notice that. I was like, just right away, like, all right, done. Yeah, so it's like it's like <laughs> they tint the image red, and then the credits are red on top of it. It's like, no, that's just stupid. Oh, you don't. That- Sounds absolutely awful. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 it's 101. Colour scheming 101. Ah, oh, dear. Um, <sighs> thank, thanks, patrons. <laughs> thanks, patrons. It's not, honestly, uh, like, I'm, 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 I'm tearing it to shreds. It's not the worst slasher movie I've ever seen. There's definitely much worse. No, definitely but, not. Yeah. Uh, it's, just, it's just really in the, the thorough, mediocre kind of... Uh, it doesn't yeah. get enough fun stuff right to make it work. Um, and it's a bit overlong. Um so hey and the characters aren't notable enough either it's a little big thing like 
there's not yeah. enough of any one or two characters where you feel like, oh, I really got to know them and I was laughing at them consistently because of who they are. It was jumping around yeah. too much. So uh, that's, yeah. the, that's kind I of that. Uh, so I guess, Timmy, I guess we'll rate the movie out, uh, out of 10 <sighs> if, you, if you have a number in mind. Uh, yeah, this one actually I feel, I feel like is a little difficult. Uh, yeah, because like you said, it's definitely not the worst thing in the world. Like I wouldn't say I was angry when I watched it. No, I wasn't angry. Uh, I was just kind of bored more than anything else. Yeah. I, I mean, uh, I, don't, I don't typically go first, but I'll jump in with mine since you're uh-huh. thinking about it. Uh, I'd probably give it a four. Yeah, see, what I, what I was thinking is... Like, I was leaning towards four, and then I was like, is that too high? But then I also feel like, well, 3.5 feels too low. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. So it's a – I think I'll just go with the same, like a, a four. But even that, it feels kind of weird because, I don't know, I feel like four can – you know, obviously a four is not a good movie, but I feel like it can still be kind of like a fun movie, which I guess has had some fun parts. But That's just so strange. You're arguing that four – is like uh, <laughs> like better to, like too good to to give to him. Oh, that's weird. Anyway, um, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, whatever, it's fine. Um, yeah. So yeah, the, the four four's all around then for graduation. Yeah. It's definitely not the. Uh, if if I was listing you twenty or fifty slasher movies you should watch from the eighties that you should check out if you like oh, slasher sure. movies, this would not be on the list. I don't think. Yeah. Uh, so. But hey ho. Uh, it is uh, streaming on Amazon Prime right now. If anyone really wants to watch it. Oh, there you go. Go check it out, I guess. Um, I will say, we have our, our next uh, vote up. I think that's worth mentioning. Sure. <laughs> it is. Our patrons can vote. If you're a patron of ours over at patreon.com slash TV, if you're in the $5 tier or above, you can vote in our monthly vote. Uh, the vote this month is actually uh, all Dario Argento films, which, believe Praise it or not, Lord. Yeah, believe it or not, we've never done an Argento movie, I don't think. What? I don't think we have. Have we not done Phenomena? No. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> All right. That is <laughs> not on the vote, that. for the record, <laughs> as well, by the way. Oh, well, of course, one of my favorite movies. Why would it be on the list? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tenebri, uh, nice. Deep Red, Cat on Nine Tails, nice. and Bird with the Crystal Plumage are the four that are on the vote. So, uh, huh, by all no Dracula 3D. No Dracula 3D, no. Uh, so you can go check out that vote and give 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 a vote. And of course, if you if you are a patron or you're going to be a patron, uh, obviously that that supports us, uh, helps us keep doing what we're doing. Uh, obviously, you can also support us by liking, subscribing, commenting, letting us know what you think of the movie. Yeah. Uh, get us on Twitter at mailed underscore fuzz for channel updates yeah. and that kind of thing. Say, if Ooh. if if you just found out you're going to be a patron, definitely let us know. You're like, hey, surprise! Guess what? We just found out we're gonna be patrons. <laughs> oh dear, Tammy. Um, but that—that is—that uh, is us. So thank you once again for watching or listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching scary movies. We will be back next week with something else. I know what it is. I, I just—I I keep it close to my chest. The way I tell them. <laughs> What? <laughs> I feel like I was just watching. Uh, uh, I think it was like Last Man on Earth, where yeah, Will Forte had a line or something where he's like, "That's S E, something else." <laughs> okay, it made me laugh. <laughs> well, enjoy it because it's cancelled. You son of a bitch! <laughs> <laughs> and unlike Brooklyn Nine Nine, another network is not swooping in to save it. So, 
yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love Brooklyn Nine-Nine, but I was like, uh, it kind of like, it made me feel bad for all these other shows where like, oh, no one like cares about these yeah. getting picked up. They're just like, yeah. well, this show needs to get picked up someone quick. And it's like, hey, these other shows are good too. Uh, but uh, I had the most love. Uh, I'm also hoping The Expanse gets a new home because uh, that's a fantastic show. So yep. hopefully someone picks that up. Uh, but hey, so uh, that is us. Thank you once again for watching. Keep watching scary movies and we will see you next time.